together everybody wins Tell your neighbor, tell your friend We're gonna make America great again Come on, make America great again Welcome back to the Devin Nunes podcast, Unplugged. This is my third edition after taking a little sabbatical, leaving Congress, leaving the swamp, moving over to True Social. And what I've been doing is highlighting some of our best content creators. And this week we have Captain Deplorable, AKA Donald Trump, President Trump. And I just wanna welcome President Trump. Welcome to the, to the Devin Nunes podcast. Well, I have to say, you know, uh, Devin Nunes, incredibly handsome, incredibly smart, incredibly patriotic. And uh, quite frankly, nobody works as hard as he does. And he's been working hard for a very long time. And he was a staunch ally when I was the president. And by the way, the greatest president this country's ever seen. And we thank you. I thank you very much for having me on the podcast. And uh, we are looking forward to making Truth Social the greatest social media app in the history of the world and making social media fun again, believe me. And there you go, folks. There it is, <laughs> Captain Deplorable. Now you know what you get, the best impersonator of Donald Trump on the planet. And Captain, we're just proud to have you as a content creator. You've been there from day one. When we were doing the beta testing, you were on there three or four times a day, sending out just hysterical messages that our, our team at True Social loved. And of course, all those beta testers there for the first couple months, I uh, loved seeing you there every day. And, you know, and now you're just so famous that, you know, you're so busy because you're, re- you know, you're doing all these things to uh, you're recording birthday messages and other funny messages. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it, is this a captain deplorable job? Is it like, is it full time for you now? It's getting there. You know, um, we got the retruth heard around the world. Uh, when President Trump retruthed our Welcome to Truth social message, and the, it was his first retruth. The, yeah, the very first retruth was, and it was, was Captain Deplorable. It was so cool, and our whole team was flipping out. And, um, you know, we got inundated with voice messages, which, is, which was a great problem to have, and it was right around Mother's Day. Um, it is, it is, and it's funny to think of it like a job, right? Because I went to school for radio. I, I've always been interested in tech and content creation and the way that that whole market has shifted. Whereas you used to have to produce something to be played on terrestrial airwaves or satellite radio. Now there's podcasting, right? So it's a little less formal and that to me doesn't mean we subtract from our production value or anything like that. But we can kind of create our own format that our niche that our followers are really looking for, which is that fun, lighthearted. Let's kind of get away from some of the doom and gloom. You know, we know that the gas is six dollars a gallon in some places, so I go and show up in front of a gas pump and make a video and say, you know, the gas is too damn high. It's higher than Nancy Pelosi's eyebrows or Jerry Nadler's pants. OK, you'd know something about Jerry Nadler. You were in Congress. He was in Congress and he wore his pants higher than anybody's ever seen. So, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, it, it's it's just we're happy to see a place like Truth Social out there because, you know, blowing up on Twitter or blowing up on TikTok, it's great. But you know, they could push one button and it could all be gone. We love the fact that uh, this is a platform that's being created and driven by, you know, the folks who were at the the tip of the spear of the movement so early on, you know, uh, your memo came out so early on in this, in this, uh, in this chapter with regards to Spygate. And if it weren't for people like you and Dan Bongino and Donald Trump and and uh, Senator Hawley when he got in there and Ted Cruz and everybody, uh, I wouldn't be as fired up to share, so to speak, this talent because 
I'd probably be afraid, you know, all if I go on the Internet and do the Trump voice, am I going to get a rock thrown through my window? And of course, that's always in the back of my head. I do live in New York, not the city. I'm on Long Island, but I do live in New York and it's kind of scary. But you guys led from the front and I felt, you know, while I want to be somebody who you can come and talk to about issues at any point in time and and not just be that one voice that can make people laugh. I also, you know, see and hear from all of the the comments and the feedback that this is what a lot of people need right now. And I'm beyond honored to be able to serve that purpose and fill that role. Well, so so let's uh, just back up a little bit um, just to get to get to know a little bit about you. So where were you, you know, kind of where were you where were you born and raised and when did you decide? I mean, a lot of people who have this great ability to impersonate people. Um, did you grow up? I mean, you wanted to, you said you want to be in radio. How did you initially want to get in radio? What kind of voices did you practice? And just take us through then to when did you figure out that you sounded exactly like the 45th <laughs> president of the United States? So, yeah, I've always wanted to do radio. And I started off being interested in radio because of sports radio. You know, I'm in New York, the great WFAN. It's where Mike and the Mad Dog you know, started. It's really the epicenter of where sports radio started to take hold. And the reason why I loved it so much is because I used to play in a baseball league with somebody who was on air at WFAN. And he was just a regular guy. And that's the way radio used to be. It used to be, you know, you could walk into the grocery store and and see, the, you know, uh, the, the DJ Friday night who's going to be spinning some of your favorite songs. That's the way it used to be. It used to be cozy, it used to be able to build a community around it. And I think when it comes to our political, you know, side of things, building those communities is something that the left has often tried to take away from us. They tried to take it away from us on social media. They took it away from us, you know, during COVID with mandates. So radio has always been a way to kind of build a community. I was, I was always interested in voice acting and, and voice stuff to begin with. Um, in my radio class, they had nicknamed me Robin Williams before the tragedy that happened with him, because I did a lot of people's voiceovers, just different accents and different, just having fun. Honestly, just, Hey, make sure people don't know it's you. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll sound like some other guy, you know, whatever. Uh, but I was bowling at a work function back in, I want to say 2016 and someone threw a strike and I had said, you know, that was the greatest throw I think I've ever seen you know the pids were going everywhere that ball at the pids down like it was Rosie O'Donnell down a flight of stairs you know some silly stuff like that and they were like hey you know that sounded just like Donald Trump and I said don't oh, did it now don't tell me that because now I'm not going to stop and I didn't stop and they hated me after the night but that's okay um and then it transitioned again I was just doing this on social media throwing you know what at the wall seeing if it would stick and this was 2017 I love the weather I'm a weather geek. I'll track snowstorms and rainstorms and hurricanes. And so I put a little green screen and I'll do a little Trump the weatherman, right? And I'll do a, it's going to rain cats and dogs, the biggest cats, and we're going to have so much snow. You're going to build a snow person. You can't call it a snowman because too gender specific, you know? And you can kind of play on things like that. And that's how it morphed. And I kept, I guess, getting better at it. And then believe it or not, unfortunately, it was the app that comes from China. It was TikTok uh, that really allowed the content to be distributed first. Then they cracked down. Now we have a presence on truth, and we're so happy because if they decide to shut me down on TikTok, doesn't matter. Captain Deplorable 45 is on Truth Social, and we're so, there to stay. So, so, so let's explore that a little bit. Did you? I assume you had a Facebook account, Instagram account, yeah. Twitter sewer account, and so you were on all of those and yeah. getting no. Tra get, you're saying you were getting no traction, Nothing. and then you went to really. 
Yeah, I was getting nothing. I went to TikTok because someone told me to do it. Um, I had a grassroots organization we had started. We're still rolling with it out here on Long Island. So that kind of brought more people to my pages. Um, but it wasn't where it is now. Uh, but people said, hey, you know, people do voices on TikTok. You should try it, see where it goes. Or whatever, I do it. And uh, I read The Night Before Christmas, the uh, uh, winter of 2020. And uh, I did it in the Trump voice, and that was the first one, and it hit like 180,000 views, and I was like, "Whoa, that's so many views!" Now I'll go to a random drive-through, and you know, it's hitting millions. So, but I don't want to rely on TikTok, and I want to tell anybody who listens to this who may follow me on TikTok, stop. I mean, stay there, but I'm not going to be there forever. Truth Social is where I want to be, because I'm not. I don't like supporting the enemy. There are a lot of people who say, "Oh, you should be on SNL." Well, I don't want NBC bringing me on right even if it's a contract but then they're going to make money off of me that's how business i don't want to support the enemy i want to support the friendlies i want to build the parallel infrastructure that dan bongino talks about all the time you know i want to bring all of our people to one place so we can be together and have one message the way the democrats often do you know they speak with one voice and one mic most of the time we're always very disjointed and that's because we don't have the parallel infrastructure well now we do because of truth social and the traction and the engagement that we get there, it's just incredible. Yeah. Well, look, we're, we're, we're glad to have you. And one of the favorite things I've done during, after moving and finding you, I, I didn't know who you were. I'd never heard you before, which is a little hard to believe being that, you know, I've been on, you know, been on social media for so many years and, yeah. and look, I, I think I can speak for a lot of my colleagues, you know, had we known that, you know, that, that the guy like you was out there, I mean, it would have been, I'm talking about my old, my old line of work. Sure. I mean, I, I'd be shocked if you're not getting uh, invites from all over the country to uh, do speaking engagements or, or at least uh, introductions and things of that nature. Well, it's funny. We do things like that, actually. Um, and it, primary season happened, but we were at uh, an event with Doug Mastriano, the, the the nominee, the next governor of Pennsylvania, in my opinion. I think he's going to win that race. I think he's going to win. He's going to win bigly, I think. Uh, and we are going to I'm going to an event out in uh, Colorado. Um, and we were reaching out to various campaigns, say, Hey, listen, you know, there's more to us than just one minute videos, our brand, we can, we can host events. We can do all sorts of great stuff. I love it. I mean, it's my background. It's what I like to do. I love being in front of people. Um, so to anybody listening, we do those types of things. You know, our podcast is new. It's brand new. We first started with those small viral videos. Now we're branching out into longer form content, which, you know, the captain deplorable 45 con uh, podcast is, you know, it's, and it's not serious and crazy and heavy. You know, we like to stay light and let everybody know, you know, who if you're a candidate running for office, who are you? If you're somebody making memes, who are you? If you're someone who got reposted by the president, who are you? Right. And let's come and together and let's, let's do it. True social. Who are you? Because that's I right. Exactly. Exactly. So so let's um, I want to explore just a little bit too, the, the just kind of going back the you said that you did other impersonations. Sure. So, what was like? What was your specialty? Did you have a specialty, and were were you for hire? What was the? Give us a flavor. No, I never was for hire, but um, I did Mike Francesa from WFAN. Uh, he's a big man. Uh, I'm not. You know, he's a he's a little bit bigger than I am, so it's kind of hard to get into the body of someone like that. But I was able to do it really well. I don't know if you've ever heard him, Mike from Mike and the Mad Dog. I'm sure I have. Yeah. <clears throat> he sound. He would always sign on. He would say, "I will back." Mike's on Francesca on the fan. Uh, and then he would rip the Jets, the New York Jets. You know, listen, the New York Jets are a joke. Okay, they're a joke. 
they're they're lost. Their head coach is a fool, uh, and they're never going to win another Super Bowl again if uh, you know certain people are calling the shots. Okay, that's just what we're saying. And it's it's weird because he has a completely different cadence than Trump. If you saw a picture of that man and listened to it, I mean that probably wasn't as good. I haven't done that in years because he's off the radio now, but. If you saw a picture of him and then saw a picture of me and said, well, how the heck could you sound like this guy? Um, but it was so much fun. I used to do those videos, all the little, little, little ones. I would send voice messages to people. There, were, there was a time where they were overlapping. It was Francesca's final year at, on the radio and Donald Trump's first year in the White House. So I would literally send text messages to people. And I would say, hey, listen to this. I, Mike Son Francesca, with the 45th president of the United States. Mike, I've known you for a long time. You're a wonderful guy. If it wasn't for you, I never would have got elected. Okay, you're a great guy, but maybe put down the Diet Coke. You know, and I would I would have a conversation in a text message with people, and they would think I'm crazy, but it would sound like two different people in the conversation. I've always got a kick out of it. It's fun for me to do that type of stuff because I'm just fooling around. Well, the favorite thing uh, that, that we have uh, to do is that if we go out to uh, if I'm you know going out to dinner or with some friends. Um, what we'll do is we'll put on the Captain Deplorable. We'll go to your truth page, pull it, pull you up, and we'll just go down to whatever you know the latest video is that you that you put up. And you know, typically, what you do is you sound like Trump, and then you'll go like to the extreme yeah. on some issue, which a lot of people will say they'll sit there, they'll listen to that, and be like, "Wow, oh my God, I can't believe Trump said that." <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, wait, and then I'll go to another one. Wait, wait till you hear what he said here, and then I'll play another <laughs> video. And you, you do it like two or three times, and they're like, wow, what happened? What the hell happened to Trump? He's talking like totally crazy. Like, this is, <laughs> this is not, this is not, you know, like, it, it's almost believable, but then you just go like enough over the edge where you know, okay, this is not, it's not believable, which is, which is super funny. Right. And I don't want to kind of pass myself off as him. That's uh, it's number one. Like the, my main goal was like, OK, let's not put anything out there that's like too close that people could use against them. You know what I mean? Uh, we don't want that. Number two is I didn't want people to think I was making fun because I happen to be a very big supporter of his. And, you know, I, I've been the supporter since 2016. I was a little late. And I always admit this. I was a little late to the Trump train. I still voted for him in 2016, but I was one of those people who were late to come on. But once he started going it, I'll tell you the moment that won me over. There were two moments that won me over in 2016. When he said to Hillary Clinton, you'd be in jail on the stage. I, I screamed for about five minutes. And then when he went in uh, hard at the Al Smith dinner in New York City yeah, and he yeah. just went, I went, OK, clearly this is the guy. And that's what got me going. And I'm like, now, you know, you sound like him. Now let's not offend. And I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to offend him. I don't want him to think I'm like Alec Baldwin. He calls him a whack job all the time. I don't want him to think I'm a whack job that I don't like him. I support the agenda. I support the movement. I want to take back our country. I want to make America great again, 100%. Um, and so how do we toe the line? And so I guess getting a little ridiculous but funny so people know it's not Donald Trump. Because then there were folks who were like, you know, I, I, are you voicing over this? Is this something like, do you really think he went to an Arby's drive through and said this? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, so yeah, that's for those of you who don't know on the Listen podcast, and if you haven't heard Captain Deplorable yet, he does these, the, he'll go through a drive through. The Dunkin' Donuts one is, is the, uh, is probably the best, but, um, you like that I, one? I, I, I like, I like that one the best. But let's just give a little, I mean, look, you're, you're, you're here on air. So, uh, so here we go. Let's just go. So uh, welcome I was at a to, welcome to Dunkin' Donuts. Can I can I take your order, please? Yes, I'd like a large black kofifi, okay? Or we have to call it, quite frankly, maybe a kofifi of color. They may have an issue with us using the term black these days. You know the political correct thought police. 
but a large black Kofifi. And uh, I would also like uh, a lot. We're talking about the biggest strawberry frosted donuts for Rosie. You know, she's very hungry. And so we have to get a lot of donuts. We're going to a place you don't want to go to. Well, Captain, I'm I'm sorry, but there we're out of uh, Dunkin' Donuts. We're out of strawberry donuts. Well, what a surprise. You know, you talk about it. Bare shelves, Biden. We're out of everything. And, uh, you know, now Rosie's going to be very unhappy. Why don't you give me anything you got? And we'll give it to her, and she's going to have to like it. You get what you get. You can't get upset. That's what they say. She's going to have to like it and deal with it. You know, she's the one who voted for this, and so she's going to have to deal with it. Well, well, well thank you, Captain. Pull up the next window, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, so you get a – this is great for the eyes. So you get a, a picture for what he does. So CaptainPorbel.com, you can go there. Obviously, follow him at True Social. Uh, but there was another uh, there was another guy, and I just was thinking about this during this during this uh, podcast here, that he had a decent voice of Trump. It was decent. You knew it mm-hmm. wasn't Trump, but what he did is he would attack Trump. It was like he would go left wing and crazy. You probably know the guy. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I don't even want to give him any credit because I don't know his name, but you probably do. But of course, he was promoted on all the tyrannical social media sites. You would see this guy everywhere because, of course, he would kind of sound like Trump, but he would talk like super crazy right. and stupid and um, and, you know, make fun of the make fun of the president. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I am sure that uh, uh, SNL or some of these, they would love to pay you, but they would force you to say things uh, that would be, you know, obviously very derogatory and, 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 and slanderous towards the pres- former president. Of course. And I wouldn't let that happen. I don't I would not want to be a reason why. NBC stays on the air and it's not me that they're going to be the reason why they're on the air or not, but it would be a contributing factor. You know, if they're giving you a contract, they're doing it because they think they can make more off of you than what they're spending on you. I don't want my enemies to profit off of me. If I was Jeff Bezos, I'd take every single thing off Amazon that had the word Trump on it. I would do it, but he's not going to do that. You know what I mean? I would, if I was, if I was one of these people, I mean, I would wage total war and, and I, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but if their ends are winning, they should do it. We should do the same thing. We can't continue to support uh, these companies and these corporations and some of these people that are con- that are going contrary to our values. You know, your money and your voice has power, and a lot of people in the United States need to realize you may just be one vote. But I had an assemblyman here, a friend of mine, who just lost his election by 150 votes. 150 votes. I could tell you, there's. Definitely more than that number of people who sat home and didn't vote in the primary, but he lost by 150 votes. Your vote matters. Your voice matters. Your money matters. I have not spent – and this is not the virtue signal. I am not, I'm not one of these people, but I have not spent a dollar, let's just say, on a particular coffee company. I'm not going to mention who it was, but a particular coffee company that a lot of – you know, we hear about it from, from the Northwest. They ran an ad in the summer of 2002. Now, mind you, I was in fifth grade. All right, the summer of 02, I'm going into sixth grade. In lower Manhattan, they ran an ad that essentially used September 11th as a means of selling coffee. And I said, as a child, never again. Have not spent any money in this place ever again. There's 7-Eleven, there's Dunkin' Donuts, I make my own coffee. Folks, there's a way around this. Remember, when it comes to Disney, too. You know, we heard about all the anti-grooming and everything that Ron DeSantis is doing down there. Think about this. We went through the, sun, we went through the, the, the pandemic phase, the shutdown phase. We lived without going to Disney World. You can do it. We don't have to turn on NBC. We don't have to speak the name of of our, you know, 
ideological enemies or foes out there. We don't have to support them, and I won't. So if SNL would come over and and they were knocking down the door with this big deal, I would say, look, well, clearly you think you can make more than what you're offering me. I'm not interested. Well, and if you you look at it now, SNL, which when I was – by the time you were a kid – it, it had already fallen from from yeah. you know grace but you know it was in the in the 80s and 90s i mean it was incredible it was an incredible show everybody would watch it you know now i'm not even sure why some of their competitors will replay some of the stuff as if it's funny because it's not funny the actors aren't good its ratings have totally collapsed and you know because of the the internet and podcasts and all these things uh, that have happened People are going elsewhere to watch, to you know, to, to watch uh, uh, television, right? To have or for their entertainment, and you know, and that's why a place like Rumble has taken off because yes. Rumble's taking all these content creators. They're not canceling them like the other, like the other companies are doing, and you know, that's one of the challenges that that we have at True Social, uh, is that you know everybody wants everything done tomorrow, right? right. Or, I mean today, like they want it, like well, you should have this, you should have that, and I always have to tell everybody, like, look, we're going to do this at our speed in our own time because we're not going to reach out to bezos for example and ask him to provide you know servers or 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 you know technical support because that's what any normal company would do they'd call up the big boys they'd have plenty of cash you'd bring on the talent like a captain deplorable and you'd launch a show right right well they're never going to take captain deplorable and true social as big as we are and you know that what we have to build it's not just that we're 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 not going to use any of those big tech tyrants. Number one, for the point you said, we don't. It's wrong to use them. But two, we're not going to put ourselves, the company, in a position where we could be cut off and and canceled. Right. And also, you know, we want to make sure that you know we're there to protect our users, our customers, so that moving forward, they know they have a they know that that it's a place that's going to be their data is going to be safe. We're not going to, and we're not going to ultimately get cut off by some by some tyrant. And so, you know, we're building this block by block, step by step. And, um, you know, we're, you know, features are rolling out. You know, by the time this airs, we'll have some, a few of these features will be, will be launched. So it's going to be, uh, the, you're, you're exactly right, uh, Captain Deplorable. It's, uh, you know, it's just like I tell my colleagues, you should not be, my former colleagues, you should never under any circumstance talk to the fake news unless you're going to mock them or make fun of them or sue them. Right. I mean, there's really no other reason to talk to them. You, it's like walking into the, you know, into the Democratic National Committee and sitting down with their lawyers when you talk to the fake news. So you're only, you know, feeding the the beast. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, with our side of the equation, you know, like you said, SNL used to be funny. It's not funny anymore. Our side's got all the talent now. We got the funny people. I mean, yes, there's Captain Deplorable. And I, 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 people tell me I'm funny all the time. I think self-praise stinks. So I appreciate all the all the. You know, the, the the great comments. You've got Captain Deplorable 45.com. You got some guys out there, Carpe Doncton. There's a bunch of these folks making memes. Uh yeah. Poso Not just had his with the golf ball knocking off the guy. Uh there's a guy knocking off uh, Biden off the bike. There's a guy I work with all the time. I do voiceovers for his name's Neo. He does a great job. You know, uh, you know, the the memers are incredible. I know you you see all the memes and you share them. Uh you have Terrence um Terrence uh what's his name? He's a he's a comedian. Terrence Williams, that's his name. He's hysterical. Guy's hilarious. Steve Inman, I think you just had on on and you last were doing week, yeah, last He's week hilarious. Yeah. We have so many people, and there's Jimmy Fallon, Greg Gutfeld, Michael Loftus. There's so many. We have so much talent on this side. 
that the other side doesn't want to give an opportunity to, it's going to kill them. It's going to kill them because they may have killed comedy on their side of the equation, but on our side, we're still laughing. We're still having fun. And and a lot of it is the makeup of people ask me all the time. Well, how do the Democrats, why are they so leftist? I said, look, I, I don't know why they are, but, and then they would get mad at the rule. The Republicans, you know, you guys can never get together, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, well, yeah, but think about this. The left is all about gaining power. That's so it. what's happening to these to these, you know, at some point these people had some talent, but they are given the propaganda. They can never get out of the lane of the propaganda. And the ones that promote do the, the worst propaganda are the ones that are rewarded. I mean, I mean, look, you mentioned Greg Gutfeld, you know, who I don't know well, but I've, you know, he's been, I've been a fan of his for a long time. And you don't see this, you don't see this out there, but Gutfeld is getting more viewers, I believe. Than all the late night guys and I think SNL combined. He is right. So and then you take these other. You, you talk about the talent that you know, like a like a Steven Crowder, who's essentially a comedian. Yes. I mean, I I bet that he's getting and and on most nights he's probably beating those 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 late night shows. So the late night shows don't exist exist except that you have the money flowing into them from the top from the woke corporates that are being pressured by the left, by the numeric party, who only want to do one thing and one thing only, that's to keep an old power. So as frustrated as you may get, as, as listeners may get with, with you know Republicans and conservatives, at least we have the ability to disagree with one another. Right. And, and that's what you should want. And that's why at True Social, we welcomed Gavin Newsom onto the platform. We welcome you know, and a lot of people, a lot of, you know, uh, you know, even, you know, some of my buddies are like, why did you, why would you let him on? I was like, because we're not afraid of him. I, well, like, we're not the him enemy. On, you know, we are, if he has points to make on the platform, he's welcome to make them. And we're going to let everybody else make their political points. And we're not going to censor people for their political, their political views. And, and I have no problem. It's kind of funny. We're just building, you know, the, this, this kind of vessel out there to let everybody come in. And you're exactly right. The meme makers, guys like you, guys like Inman, um, uh, those people were, I, I didn't know they existed <laughs> because I, I never, I, you know, and here I am a guy who follows social media, first guy to go to parlor, first guy to go to rumble, you know, first guy to, you know, to stop posting on Twitter, you know, had an active Instagram account, all these things that I did. And there are probably two dozen super talented creators, maybe even more uh, like yourself that I would have never known unless if it wasn't for truth social and that's why we're you know and that's why you know we're just building this thing and people are just just flowing in and imagine what happens we just don't censor you and more people come every day and we're not even you know yet on on android and we're only in the united states and i always got to preface that with even if you have an android you can go to truthsocial.com and actually get an account it's just a little bit of a pain We're, we're trying to get in the google play store as soon as possible well, I have an Android, and it's not as much of a pain as many would want you to believe. Because I mean, I'm here. It is right now. I mean, I have got my Truth Social profile pulled up on my phone. I'm not sure if you could, if you could see it because of the green there screen. But there it is, right yep. there. Yeah, it looks uh, good. You but, just I mean, it's it, it's right? it. I have it bookmarked right to my homepage, and I hit it. You know, and it's just like those who use other platforms that don't have web apps. You can do the same thing. You know, we but but to just to 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 hit back on that point, we've got so much talent on our side. Truth Social is going to be something that uh, I believe all of these folks, the folks who are making memes, the folks who are making their own videos, starting their own podcasts like ours, you know, 
do you know launching a, a website like CaptainDeplorable45.com, you know, whatever it might be, if you're writing a book, if you're whatever it might be, we know we know that on a level playing field, our ideas win. So all we need is a level play. We don't need the slant. The left needs, you know, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and YouTube to have that slant because on a level playing field, they lose and they know that. So they have to shut down the other side of that level playing field and tilt, you know, tilt the field. It's so nice to hear that, you know, you, you let on Gavin Newsom and I'm sure people came on and said, how could you do that? You're probably a traitor. And this that you're not a traitor. You believe in free speech. And that means you don't censor anybody. And I always say you never let the enemy, I, you know, never interrupt your enemy when they're making a mistake. If a liberal wants to come on and use my platform and, and say things that I know are factually not true, say them. I'll debunk them as soon as they're done. You know what I mean? Let everybody know. Put it on display how bad this is, because if they speak their truths into a an area, into a space without that guaranteed amplification from the fake news and the media and the anybody else that, you know, the bots that are retweeted, if they don't get that amplification, they will lose. And so, so, so you know, me, they're not a threat. Let me go back uh, to to you, uh, Mr. President. Um, you haven't welcomed uh, Gavin Newsom, Governor Newsom, to the platform yet. Would you like to do it here uh, on the Devin News podcast? Sure. Yeah, we'll do that. So I'd like to uh, welcome California. They call him Governor Hairdo. Okay, Gavin Newsom. And I just have to say, you know, because we're being honest, you have a beautiful head of hair, but it has nothing compared to mine. It's nothing compared to mine. I've got the greatest hair not just in the country, but uh, on the internet as well. And, uh, you know, you're on Truth Social, and we're going to leave you here. I know that uh, I'm not allowed on some of your platforms, but you're allowed over here on mine, because uh, when you speak mistruths, it's okay. You know, we're not going to stick a label, and it's not going to get deleted, and you're not going to get banned. We're just going to laugh at you. We're going to laugh at you for some of the silly things that you might say, and uh, it's going to help us. You're afraid of the truth. A lot of these people are afraid of the truth. They can't handle the truth. But here's Gavin Newsom. He's on the platform. We welcome you. We thank you for joining. And the best is yet to come. Maybe not for you, but for the rest of us, believe me, it's going to happen. <laughs> so, that was good. So <laughs> thank you. Um, so so when so just kind of a you know, kind of going back again to so so you come on to True Social. You didn't know what the hell you were getting into, right? I mean, how did you? Somebody reached out, or did you just sign up? I don't even remember how we originally got you on, because you were on. I think you were original beta tester, weren't you? Yeah, we, um, myself, Vito, and Sandra, the whole Captain Deplorable Forty Five team, somehow uh, received correspondence from somebody over at Truth, and we got into beta testing uh, two weeks, about no, about about a few days before. Um, CPAC, which I was going down to anyway with, with right. my work and, and, uh, we were beta testing and then I realized it wasn't out for Android. So I did, I went, I bought an iPod touch, a very small one, and I was only able to use truth social on Wi-Fi. But I said, I, I need to be there for this. I've always loved social media. I've always loved it. I've always believed it's an effective tool. I believe everyone saw how effective it was in the 2016 election and I was frustrated because I love social media. I love interacting with people. I've always been into broadcasting and reaching people and starting conversations and whatnot. And maybe it used to be about sports. Now it's more recently, the last four or six years about politics. But when you hear when you hear shadow banning and when I'm seeing some of my favorite people get banned and I'm seeing, you know, some of President Trump's tweets being held back and I'm seeing the information in your memo, your Spygate memo being censored and called Russian disinformation. And, I, you know. There had to be an alternative. There had to be a fix. 
And when Truth Social was announced and we heard about the merger with uh, Truth Social and Rumble, and, and I was following all this closely. Like, this looks like a winner. This is great. You know, Parler looked great off the beginning, but then Amazon Web Services, this has got its own servers. And then everyone got discouraged over the wait list. And I said, don't you remember Parler? This is so we're avoiding the crashing. And, you know, and now there's no wait list and everyone's social well, media wait, has been. The, the wait list is actually uh, another fake news story uh, because, you know, the, the, there was a wait list because we created the wait list. Right. And we told everybody we are going to let. And, and you know, because you were on the platform and we said, look, we're going to let people on. When we're let it, ready to let people on, right? And we told the fake news that that you know, hey, we're not even expecting until after the first quarter before you can expect us to be fully fully open. And you know, then you know, there it was, kind of early April, I think middle of April, we let everybody on that was on yeah. that was on the wait list. But the fake news, and, and we even had people who weren't fake news that should know better that started regurgitating what they were reading in the fake news, that oh my God, there's a wait list, like. Yeah, there's a freaking wait list because we built a wait list because right. we weren't going to put anybody on until we could handle everybody because we're building this, you know, on our own. And then, and of course, what, we launched, you know, the web. People, uh, yeah, that's, and that's what a lot of people had said to me. They're like, this wait list. I don't like wait lists. And I'm like, well, you know, there's a reason for it. And it's it's like it's only been out for two months. You're expecting this thing to be this unbelievable take over the world platform in two months. And by the way, I mean, it's hot as heck. There's millions of people on there. It's fast. I never have a problem posting. You know what I mean? And, and you know, yes, I'm sitting with the CEO. Am I going to sit here and dog it? No, I'm not going to dog it. But I'm sitting there saying, look, I love the platform. I've always been I've always been an enthusiast with social media. I've always loved it. I hated the fact that it's been unfair. This is coming out. So the opportunity came to beta test. I said, oh, my gosh, I need an iPod. I got to get signed up. When the minute that a web app opened up and I was able to get on the web app, I... I became an even bigger fan. I could use it on my computer. I could use it on my phone. I could take pictures from anywhere. The video formats are getting better. So it's, everything is just amazing. Um, and it's just a breath of fresh air to know that we're coming onto a platform with no algorithm, with no censorship, with no bias. And that's it. Level playing field and go. The world is your oyster. And that's what always what I've been looking for in social media. So I was thankful and excited to be a part of the beta test and still excited to be a part of the platform. Well, well, Captain, I appreciate it, and, and appreciate you coming coming on the platform. And uh, one of the things that we're going to do with the Devin Nunes uh, podcast, kind of reincarnated here, is we're going to go we're going to go live. I think we're going to do a few live broadcasts and um, on Rumble Live. Of course, you'll it'll record, and you'll be able to watch it on Rumble later, and we'll play it. Uh, it'll post to uh, you know to uh, the podcast, and you can get it, you know the regular place that people get podcast audio version, but. I want to, if I can find Dan Scavino, we can't find him, but I want to get Scavino on there live. And I, it'd be awesome just to have you on live too, to bring you on and, and interview you. But that's something that we're kind of, it's kind of in the works. Cool. Um, you know, maybe we'll do it like, you know, once a week or once every other week, but I uh, would love to get you on there just to have some, have some fun. And, uh, and you know, the best part is if we're live, we're taking eyeballs away from the tech tyrant companies, right? That's right. And and you know that's a, it's another it's amazing how many people are watching these shows live uh, that are people I've never even heard of that are on Rumble and I go on there and there's like thirty thousand people watching mm -hmm. I've never even heard of the guy before I don't even know who <laughs> these people are there's like thirty thousand people watching and you'll get somebody with five thousand people watching and then I mean hell you'll have some you know some of those uh, you know will go up to you know in the in the you know you'll take you know President Trump when he does one of his rallies between all the different platforms yeah. on on uh, Rumble, 
right? It's RAV, uh, right side broadcasting, uh, Donald Trump's channel. And then you take Newsmax and, and OAN. I mean, you know, all combined, it's like 3 million people watching. And mm -hmm. the people that aren't airing those rallies are, you know, are really the losers. And it kind of shows that they don't care. I mean, they're really just taking those millions of people for granted. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's what's the uh, President Trump used to say, I think back in, you know, the, the, the forgotten men and women. Right? Yes. Yes. The forgotten men and women fly over country and are great farmers, you know, but they're forgotten. That's what's true. Yeah. I forgot about that. So we're going to go. So anyway, we're going to try to go live with, you know, maybe hopefully uh, you'd be willing to, to have some fun with us. At Absolutely. Some point on that. But anyway, well, uh, Captain, thanks for being here. And uh, President Trump, I don't know, do you have any uh, final final messages for us, for, for the audience? Absolutely. Well, if you could, CaptainDeplorable45.com is a wonderful website, and we're doing a fantastic job. And uh, we've got the happy birthday. We've got the graduation, everything that you want. And, of course, Truth Social, if you're not there, you have to get there. What the hell are you doing? Get on Truth Social. It's a wonderful place. Listen to the podcast. Evan Nunes' podcast is back and better than ever. And the Captain Deplorable 45 podcast is doing a wonderful job. And we couldn't be happier to be a part of this great platform. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank, Thank you. you, Captain. And we'll uh, thanks you, all of you, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you. What makes America great? Getting up early and staying up late. Working people on busy roads, turning wrenches and hauling loads. Football games on Friday night, scoring touchdowns underneath the lights. Fireworks on the 4th of July, stand up, salute, and watch your glory fly. Make America great again when we all get together, everybody wins. Tell your neighbor, tell your friend, we're gonna make America great again. Come on, make America great again. In the big old cities, old little towns, ain't no way to keep this country down. Yeah.